0: all right hello everybody welcome back to the modcast this is mj lloyd it's uh it's been a couple of weeks i'm joined once again with mike Hillwa. mike how's it going man
1: it is going famously
0: yeah so so it's been a while i think the the burning question that everybody has on their minds is uh how are the amish coming with uh building that house in your neighborhood
1: uh the structure's up. They've actually finished the garage as well. Um, no indoor plumbing yet. Still a porta potty outside. Uh huh. Have... Were,
0: were donkeys used in the raising of the house, or did you get to see any of it?
1: I only caught a glimpse of the Amish
0: people themselves mm-hmm. once. Did you get any uh, beard technique uh, questions answered, or?
1: Their response to me would be, as soon as you learn how to grow proper facial hair, son. Yeah.
0: Well, despite all the kids, you'll hit puberty one day. Let's get to the Angels. uh, (laughs) The state of the Angels. Not much uh, has happened since I think we last talked. They're they're still in second place. Luckily, the Astros have uh, fallen on a little bit of hard times lately, so... Just a game and a half, uh, two games back, uh, depending on how how tonight's outcome goes. Uh, what do you think? Just uh, just plugging away there with the second wild card spot.
1: I don't mind having the second wild card spot. I mean, at least it's a ticket to the dance kind of thing. So not too bad of an idea. Um, but the Astros are just like intent on giving away the division. It's like they don't want it anymore. Oh, we're, we're bored. Yes, they're you guys working, can have it.
0: <laughs> they're working hard on giving it away. But it is it is a lot of young kids. Uh, George Springer, I think, is coming back at least for the last month. So they, they have help on the way. Uh, the Angels pitching is starting to get a little rough in the rotation. Uh, and, and the hitting has certainly hit a cold spell. You, you see any of this turning around anytime soon? it's hard to tell because they
1: exploded. They exploded going into the all-star break and carried it going into the end of June. And we in first place briefly as it were. And now it's, I mean, in this, in this white Sox series, there were one for 32 with runners in scoring position. It's atrocious.
0: Yeah, it was that, you know, the, it's, Obviously, hard to win games when uh, you you can't send anybody home uh, with runners in scoring position. That that was a brutal series to watch, which I did get to see a lot of uh, since it was on at a reasonable time. In my, I think it
1: was, it was weird to watch too, though, because the the whole thing was going, coming out of the All Star break and coming into the trade deadline. Uh, they started making moves. You know, they were finally, it was was finally going to happen. Matt Joyce wasn't going to play often. And as much as I want Matt Joyce to succeed in life because I'm that kind of person, I just want to see everyone do well. Don't tank while you're playing for the team that I root for.
0: Don't do that. Well, things are not going well for him. Things really aren't going well for left field in general. Uh, the the few minor moves that they did make to kind of shore up the uh, the left field situation, a little platoon action at DH and left field. How's that going? Uh,
1: the left field platoon is sucking all the balls. All of them. All all of every ball. Uh, it's it's like Matt Joyce is still playing there. Between. <laughs> Between, yes,
0: that is that's
1: apt. <laughs> Between Gillespie, Victorino, and Murphy, you should have a very good platoon. Murphy or Victorino still does well against lefties. David Murphy is very good against righties, and Gillespie is just I guess kind of there for emotional support. Oh no, David DeJesus, not Gillespie. David DeJesus, I guess, is there for emotional support. He finally got his first walk as an Angel yesterday. Today. Anyway. But as a group, over the last two weeks, which is August, the left field contingent is hitting 179, 225, 250, with a weighted runs created plus of 35. And Ooh. and they've combined in two weeks to be worth negative 0.7, negative 0.7 F war. I mean, their, their win probability is... Are the, the win probability added is their negative WPA is negative 2.42, which it should be. It's a negative number. Their positive win probability added is negative 0.72, and we could probably just thank David Murphy for that one.
0: Well, he did have one really good game. Let's, let's not overlook that. Yeah, there's, uh, there's no real hope there. I don't think unless w- one of these guys figures it out, but I-, I can't tell you who it would be, and frankly, I'm not hopeful any of them do. I mean, some, so, of, some of them were
1: go- supposed to also split time at DH with CJ Krohn, and the thing is that CJ Krohn has all of a sudden become a monster. I mean, he's not hitting for the kind of you know power that people thought he was going to have. But over the last two weeks, he's hitting well over 300. He's slugging nearly 500. He's doing what a DH should do, which is just hit the baseball.
0: Yeah, that that sounds good. But how much confidence do you have in him sustaining that going forward?
1: He's Mark Trumbo light. Yeah, he that's always, a problem. He always has been for me. He always will be for me. The only difference between him and Mark Trumbo is Mark Trumbo hits the ball a lot further.
0: Yeah. It could fake the outfield a little bit. A little bit. Not not that they need to put any more uh, warm bodies in the outfield, but at least there was a little bit of uh, position flexibility with him. Crone, you know, it's enjoyed well last. I I don't think this is something they can count on going forward, which just solved this platooning situation a little bit worse. No, C.J. Crone. I mean, he was if you're
1: drafted as a first baseman, you're drafted as a DH. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Unless, unless you are incredible defensively at first base, like an Adrian Gonzalez, like, uh, Anthony Rizzo, some of these guys at first base that play really good defensive first base. Um, Albert pools for a year was a good defensive first baseman, but he wasn't drafted as a first baseman. He was drafted as a third baseman or shortstop. Um, if you're drafted as a first baseman and there's questions about your defense, then you're going to be a DH. And CJ Crone has I I I wouldn't throw a tee ball to the guy and expect him to catch it. I'm surprised he catches anything.
0: Yeah, well, and and the DH isn't really a position anymore. You have a few teams that that utilize a, a full-time DH, but for the most part. That's a flex position now for baseball teams, and uh, you know the guys like Kron just aren't that valuable if, if they can't keep up the the power pace, which he's you know been hitting for a little bit more average, but uh, the the power isn't there. So I don't know. Uh, I don't, there's not a bright future for him, I don't think. And and man, they're they're really scrambling to put some offense on the board right now.
1: Yeah. And like you said, it's a flex position. The Don Baylors and the Paul Mulders and the um, uh, David Ortiz is not the rule anymore.
0: Right. So, uh, you know, uh, Billy Butler still gets his due and, and, and Ortiz. But for the most part, it's a position of flexibility where you can get guys some rest and you know some of your defensively challenged hitters can can play some time there but you don't designate one spot to them anymore mm-hmm. so I, I don't I don't know how much we'll we'll see of him except that there's not a a, a better fit right now f- for that spot so <laughs> I
1: it's it's gonna it's gonna have to be but if he doesn't hit there's I mean, they don't really have much other options to cycle through there because they don't have a bunch of hitters on the bench, which is weird. How well they hit going into and coming out of the All Star break, you would think. Wow, they've got hitters everywhere. It's, just, it's amazing, but uh, apparently, not so much.
0: Yeah, they they didn't pull the trigger on one big move. They they used. Uh, they didn't give up a lot. That that was the plus. And frankly, they didn't have a lot to give up either, which which kept them out of any of the major deals. The hitting's gone cold. The, the pitching has has hasn't been terrible, but it's starting to fall on some rough times, including we've seen the last pitch from uh, C.J. Wilson this season. What do you think about him and his elbow? I
1: think it's the third time he's done this. He's had to have bone spurs removed from his elbow. And uh, we all saw how 2012 went. I mean, 2012, he started the year off with the, you know on fire. He was he was, he was well, not on fire per se. I mean, he was a number one for the Rangers. He wasn't ever going to be a number one for the Angels. But he started the season off fantastically. Um, second half of the season, he fell off a cliff, and he had bone spurs removed. Came back the next year and went 17 and seven with a three point, I think it was three point four and change, ERA. And it was, you know, back to normal. And we saw him start off really hot this year. And it was almost like a re- uh, everyone was looking for the regression monster in Hector Santiago. They were looking for it in CJ Wilson. They were looking for it in Garrett Richards after the year he had last year to regress back to the mean. And then CJ starts going bad. Oh, well, it's, you know, regression. It's gonna happen. Well, if you can't fully extend your arm it's a big issue for a pitcher, especially considering he has that whole inverted W thing going on, all of Steven Strasburg. Some of the Angels players say from the reports saying that you know he should just tough it out, rest it, come back. We need him. It's a terrible idea.
0: Uh, of course, it is. Ter- do you, do you th- the players should know better, right? Or or do you think it's uh, just frustration on the on their part? Nah, misguided machismo
1: at its finest. You think? I think it's that total. It's 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 that jock mentality circulating throughout probably every clubhouse. And the thing with C.J. Wilson though is he doesn't fit the you know fit the typical jock type. You know he's into other things. You know he does you know like photography and the, the racing and the traveling that he does. He's an insightful person. He's a smart person. He understands that he doesn't have. A stuff and he has to work around he did an interview with Fangraphs once and he said I feel like a magician on the mound because I'm out thinking them it's you know swift hands that are making this happen not necessarily great abilities so he gets it and if he loses any, any physical ability to what he already does he's losing a great deal of effectiveness and these guys are I mean if if it's true because it's you know of course it's anonymous sources but uh, if it's true it's it's not fair to CJ it's not fair to the Angels fans to have this kind of stuff end up in the public especially with how tainted the season already is publicly for the team
0: yeah
1: and I mean it's uh, flat out unfair really the guy's not going to help the team. Hurt,
0: right? I I, I totally agree with that. Uh, that side of it, I, I th- you know, I'd like to think it's it's frustration if guys are really complaining about that. I don't know if it was, you know, I think I saw some some stuff that it was coming from management that uh, they wanted to see him tough it out a little bit more, uh, but th- also they should know better. I mean, they have not for one more year. How much do they think they're really going to squeeze out of him? I'm not sure how he comes back next year. We're going to see parts of him throughout the season, or if this is going to be a really bad end to that contract. Uh, you know, obviously we'll have to wait and see how that plays out next year. This year he's gone, and the rest of the rotation uh, there's there are question marks. Uh, Richards obviously the. The strikeouts have gone back down. He hasn't looked uh, quite as dominant. Uh, I, I'd hate to think that that was the last time we were going to see the, the 2014 version of Garrett Richards. Uh, but he has not bounced back all the way. Shoemaker looked fantastic for July. And then uh, has has been off to a little bit of a, a rough start in August. Uh you know, same thing with Santiago. He hasn't been quite as good as as he started out. So, do you, do you have question marks about the rotation as as a group now uh, going forward? He's Heaney, still pitching great, but again, this is uh, the his first eight or nine starts as an Angel.
1: I would say that most of it most of it's regression. Hector Santiago isn't a two point two ERA pitcher. He's not right. Yeah. Um, Last year with Garrett Richards was a revelation, but he had his question marks as a prospect, which is why he kept getting bounced back and forth between the rotation and the bullpen, even, well, in, the he, minor, he even in the minors. He
0: never quite had the strikeout rate you'd like to see from a guy who has that good of stuff and and that much velocity. Do you, do you think last year that was the peak Richards? you think I, we, we ever see that guy again? I don't –
1: maybe – It's possible. I mean, Jared Weaver, when he first came up, was a monster. And his next two, three seasons weren't bad, but they weren't great seasons. And it wasn't until uh, 2009, I believe, is what it was. Yeah, 2009, when you really saw Weaver come into his own. And not... Willingly take John Lackey's spot at the time as the rotation ace, but just by pure abilities, become the ace of the staff. And I think Richards has that possibility in his future. To be you know, this year's going to be regressed from last year. Next year, we'll probably figure some more things out because Weaver's biggest problem was always that one big inning. That one inning would get him, and it'd be done. But you see flashes of dominance. And Richards might have that coming in the future. And maybe next year, maybe the following year, where he finally clicks and everything's great. And he pitches to his abilities and pitches to the stuff that he has. Um, Heaney looks like a solid middle-of-the-rotation starter. People started throwing the ace label around and knock it off. <laughs> Just cut that out really quick. He's not an ace. He's a good middle-of-the-rotation starter. He works quickly. He... Doesn't strike out a ton of guys. but He induces a lot of ground ball contact. Um, but you also have these... You do have options behind all these guys. I mean Weaver is going to trick his way through a couple more seasons. Maybe not as a five-starter, basically. Matt Shoemaker, there's a reason why he went undrafted.
0: Why? I... Uh, you know, I just can't put my finger on that guy. Because I, I keep... I, I keep picking him up and dropping him in fantasy and the strikeout rate can just, it, man, it comes and goes. He's, he can be so good. July was such a tease. Uh, He was striking out, you know, 10 plus per nine. Uh, And then when it goes bad, it just goes bad. So I can't really put my finger on, on that guy. Uh, But when he's on man ride those hot streaks he looks really good he was he was shutting down some very good teams too so that he's not a guy that you can certainly pencil in for your you know wild card game by any means but uh you know he's not not bad to have in the back of that that rotation especially for as as cheap as he is but you know, like you said, Weaver—he's uh, going to be a back-end guy for the for his last couple of years. Uh, you know, and, and with Richards and Heaney kind of looking more like two and threes than aces, it's going to be a lot of pressure on Newcomb or the front office to uh, to fulfill that ace role.
1: Uh, it's Matt Shoemaker, his the split fingers fastball is legit. He gets. An incredible amount of movement on that thing, whether it's horizontal or vertical, just tons of movement. But he's it's he's like a stereotypical back end starter. You're gonna have these good runs, and you're gonna have giant turds. It's not it's not, it's not going to be you know consistently like Heaney will be a consistent a consistent good performance time in time out. Uh, almost like a Jerome Williams ish. No. I know, I know, but a similar thing to that, where Jerome Williams had games where he'd throw seven innings and give up a you know a run, strike out eight guys. Wow, where did this come from? The next start he'd come out and get shelled for three, and he'd go, "Oh yeah, that's right. This is why he sucks." I'm not saying Matt Shoemaker sucks. I'm saying he's better than Jerome Williams. I'm saying it's a similar idea. To what Shoemaker is, is that Jerome Williams' comp is uh, not it's not crazy and out of left field. But they do have options behind that. The, uh, Nate Smith has been pitching well in the minor leagues. Tropiano uh, is had a weird year with some injuries here and there. But he projects to be a mid-to-back end of the rotation starter. But like you said with Newcomb, Newcomb is almost going to have to be an ace. There's an article today about will the Angels use him out of the bullpen during the stretch run, he's not even on the forty-man
0: roster yet, so they're going to find someone to do that. I don't see that happening. And Skaggs should be back next year in some capacity. That's right. So that there, uh, there is depth, but it's a lot of back-end depth.
1: Well, Skaggs has the the thing about the depth is there's no ace depth. Right. There's twos. There's threes. There's back-end depth. Skaggs to me profiles as a two or three personally that's that's how he and he's and next year when he comes back i mean he should he technically should have been able to come back mid-season this year but the angels want to put keep the kid gloves on with him and keep him out until next year he'd even said in a report i think it was a month a month and a half ago where they told him pump the brakes. Relax, you're not coming back this year. Whether you want to or not, you're not.
0: Yeah, I feel like that's the right move. Uh, he's still a young kid. You want to you get the most out of him. Uh, too bad DePoto won't be there to see it. He'll trade for him somehow. Somehow, huh? Probably when he,
1: probably oh. when he slides into Charrington's spot in Boston now that he's uh, got an interim job there. I will hate that so much.
0: Yeah, it's going to kill me.
1: Oh, my God and and oh man i it still bugs me that it got so toxic that the poto was like you know what screw it i'm out screw you screw you laters <laughs> you know who's coming with me kind
0: of thing yeah i, I don't i know we're kind of getting off what uh what we had scheduled for topics but we haven't we haven't really discussed the whole the poto thing too much uh and with Dombrowski being available, there's no fit there, right? Uh, it's a weird fit, because Dombrowski worked quite well with Jim Leland, and
1: there's not many throwbacks to Jim that old-school-style baseball well, likes he, he a
0: He had a lot of power in Detroit, too. And That's uh, true.
1: Although I will say this, if Dombrowski means John Carpino is gone, I'm in.
0: We'll, we'll get the case started going. All All
1: right. Right, I'm totally in. I mean, I don't, I don't really know about Dombrowski as a, um, as the GM for the team, but as president of baseball operations, I don't think it's a bad idea. He's, a, he's not a bad baseball person. He's, you know, he's manufactured quite a few good deals in the past. Um, not a terrible farm system in Detroit. Not the greatest. I mean, granted, it's ranked, I think, 30th going into this year, but eventually there's the ebbs and flows of your system. You're going to be great. You're going to be bad.
0: I think he did a fine job uh, on his way out this year.
1: Yeah, he manufactured some good trades before before they sent him packing. But anyway, then, let's let's anyway, get back let's get back yeah. to
0: our team right. Uh, so we covered the pitching not going well and left field not going well. This brings us to an unfortunate segment. The Mike Trout propaganda machine has hit a bit of a slump. Since the beginning statement. of the month, uh, what what do you think? What have you seen? Uh, anything alarming aside from just the numbers? Wait, I mean, we're pretty sure he's human. So this does happen to humans from time to time, but this this has been a bad month for for Mr. Trout.
1: It's and it all goes back to the uh, the injury, the wrist injury that he had. When he diving catch or a diving attempt for a catch against the Rangers. And, uh, he got shots, MRIs, everything came back negative. But he's hitting 173.04, 277 this month. And, like, uh, and you have the Fangraphs page up, correct?
0: I, I do.
1: <laughs> the waiter runs Creative Plus numbers from last month to this month are.
0: Yeah, so, uh, so. <laughs> In in July, his uh, runs created plus was 268, which is just off the charts. And this month, it's it's 70. So to to give you an idea, it's just nothing has gone uh, well for him. The weighted on base average fell from uh, 547 in July all the way to 264. It's it's one of those things man uh players hit slumps it it just reminds us that trout is human just picked the wrong time to hit that slump
1: oh definitely the wrong time to hit that slump but it it ties right back into the wrist injury too which is the weirdest part about the whole thing here's here's a good example uh trout is, is 70 rated weighted runs created plus this month uh Connor Gillespie has been as a 71 as an angel.
0: Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's okay. So, Mike uh, Trout, th- that'll it in Trout perspective been, to listeners. Yeah,
1: Mike Trout has been Connor Gillespie in August, which is blasphemy.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, the isolated, I, I know July was crazy for him, but the isolated power went from 494 to 106. I mean, it's just been a complete, like, everything has fallen apart for him. And he'll adjust. There's no reason to hit the panic button or anything. Uh, he did homer on his birthday, like we can almost schedule now. But uh, yeah, it's it's been rough. I mean, same thing for Pujols. So I don't have his numbers in front of me, but but he hit uh, quite a cooling down stretch after he was just crushing a home run every night. So the the whole team has really felt it. Uh, what the is the weather too hot for them? Are they not used to going to Texas where it's 105 at, at <laughs> Southern California uh, weather spoiling them? Oh happening? man,
1: that sweet 70 degree weather in California, so much fun, so much fun.
0: Yeah, I, I can't attest to it. I'm uh, I'm I'm in Louisiana where the humidity, like I can swim to work through the air. Uh, so I I don't I, know I I, hate I imagine humidity. that's not really affecting them that much but uh, August has been August has been rough.
1: It's been it's been weird for but I really wanna like I, I wanna focus on that wrist though because two nights ago he hit a 98 mile an hour fastball from Wade Davis that had an exit velocity of 117 in. Tonight's game against the Royals, he went two for three with a walk and a double, drove in a run. So, what I'm I'm praying and hoping is that it was a lingering effect with the injury. He's Mike Trout. We got to have him in the lineup, so on and so forth. Blah blah blah. And he's it's I guess feeling better because the wrist it's his left it was his left wrist. You know, bottom hand. It's the driving hand. You Kind of need that. You could, you know, if your right hand goes. You could still lead with the power, but the hope. I'm, I'm hoping and I'm praying that he's starting to come out of it and he's starting to feel better, basically. Because Alden Gonzalez tweeted that when he hit that uh, line drive double off of Wade Davis, wrist seems to be fine, or wrist isn't an issue. Well, yeah, wrist isn't an issue on that at bat. But has it been an issue leading up to that at bat?
0: It certainly could. That is, that's anybody will tell you that the a wrist injury is definitely going to affect the the power uh, for a power hitter. Uh, that's one of the things that you really have to get the strength back in before you can start driving the ball again. So hopefully everything's rounding back into form for him, and we'll we'll see him start to go on a tear here soon because, boy, we to, to. <laughs> to, well, we, of course the Angels do, but the uh, the MVP could be in jeopardy uh, with Toronto just taking off and, and Donaldson has not stopped crushing it, which, again, how did the A's tr- trade that guy? But he called Billy Bean Billy Boy, man. Ah, uh, You know, you can't knock the Beanster.
1: I, I totally I'm call sure. him the Beanster when I talk to him on the phone.
0: Oh, do you? Oh, you yeah. not like that? Okay. Yeah,
1: we're friends like that. That's good he, to know. Yeah. He calls me the Miz. I call him the Beanster.
0: That, oh, wrestling, right. that
1: wrestling guy totally yeah. jacked my my nickname. Wow. Is lawsuits pending or? Uh, the Amish don't have lawyers for some reason. Uh, you, would think, That's... you would
0: think they'd be all over it, but apparently. Fax, faxing gave them trouble. It was the faxing.
1: Uh, the faxing and I guess the pony died on the way. Ah, yeah. So, when you can't get the mail through via hey. Pony Express. <laughs>
0: that Oregon trail is, is tough. I was. I could never beat that game. Ah, dysentery, man. It gets you every time. <laughs> every single time. Every time. Or I drowned in like three foot water. Anyway. Well, I told you redheads can't swim. <laughs> Enough of <with> my... <laughs> my trouble with third grade computer class. Um, <laughs> yeah. So going forward without a, you know, hopefully the offense turns around the pitching steps it back up. Houston looks like uh, they're going to win tonight. And the angels did in fact lose to Kansas city. Uh, p- What's in the pipe works? I know there's a trade I'm rooting for. The guy's already cleared waivers. You've already made fun of me on Twitter about it. Twitter, uh,
1: text messaging. You're not on <laughs> Facebook, so you didn't see that.
0: I'm on Facebook. I just, you just haven't don't use it. <laughs> gone to it in,
1: uh years.
0: So uh And nope. there's and
1: apparently the angels have checked in on this guy too. <laughs>
0: yeah. Why wouldn't they? So, so no room for Chase Utley. You, uh, you and Alvin agree on this one?
1: Uh, it's not that there's no. I mean, what's the second base depth? It's Gia Vitella and Featherston, right? That's that's it.
0: Yeah. It's uh-huh. Gievatella
1: and it's Featherston, and Gievatella has not been bad, although he's defensively practically useless. Yeah, um,
0: not great. Not great.
1: There's a an article going up tomorrow from Nathan Nathan Aderhold about. Ted uh, Featherston joining the elite 400 OPS club.
0: That's a doozy.
1: That's <laughs> up there. So uh, it's uh, it makes more sense last year when Utley played 155 games and hit and played typical Chase Utley defense. This year, he just came back recently. After I mean, he's been back for five games. He was off for six weeks with a with an ankle injury. Um, every single year, he's it's almost like a Troy Tulowitzki thing. Every year there's some kind of injury, and on top of there being some kind of injury, there was noticeable decline. And I under I get it. He's your original Trout. He's the wow. OG. He's the OT. <laughs>
0: okay, so so for people that haven't read a lot of uh, Off-Base for Singe, I came to get a bit of a reputation as a uh, Mac from Always Sunny level admirer of Chase Utley, mainly because I wrote a lot of articles about how he deserved more uh, MVP votes than he was getting when especially Rollins and uh, Howard won one. Instead of him. So, yes, I would like to see Utley and Trout on the same team. Uh, I think there's there's something left in the tank. I know he got off to a bad start uh, this year and then was hurt. Uh, but last uh, last year, he, you know, he looked fine. He looked good again. Uh, and even in 2013, it was still almost a four-war season. So it's, it's not like these are distant pasts. It's not like we've had a three-year gap since he was a good player. He was good uh, the the past two seasons. Uh, looking at Zips and Steamer, they're basically projected to have around the same numbers. Ugly with, you know, replacement-level defense, which is a step up from uh, from what Gievatella is doing. I don't know if if it doesn't cost you anything, and if you can. I get Alden uh, Gonzalez's point about the roster construction right now and how would you fit him on. And I
1: guess PFA the flexing. Matt Joyce?
0: A Boy, you certainly could, right? I mean.
1: I'll give Utley this this year. At least, he's, if nothing, he's been consistent against both righties and lefties. He's got a 557 OPS against righties and a 580 OPS against lefties. So, if nothing, he's been consistent.
0: I and I do think he'd waive his his rights to go there, uh, being a Southern California ish kid. I don't, I don't know. I at this point, you just kind of look for one of those August sparks, you know, he could be a guy that could come in and hit a little and give the team a spark. Now, I'm not a big like clubhouse. Uh, chemistry guy by any means. But, you know, sometimes a guy comes in that, that that can get a team fired up for the postseason, and he needs a change of scenery for sure. I'm sure he's willing to give it up now that they've traded everything that wasn't nailed down. Except Ryan Howard. Well, <laughs> boy, that contract sure has him nailed down, though. That's a good point. So... I don't know. I mean, if it doesn't cost anything, really, he's owed $4 million, I think, for the rest of the season, which I'm sure the the Phillies would kick in a, a good chunk of for, uh, you know, a warm prospect body. And it's, uh, I think I would be more on
1: board with an Utley trade idea if there was a platoon split. I mean, he's played. He's played some first base this year, some okay. outfield. You could DH him on the other side of Crone and you could you could get rid of the Jesus as the other option for DH. If there was an obvious platoon split this year, say, I mean, if he was hitting 190, 197 for the year, or 196 for the year, right? But it was because lefties were murdering him, but he was still doing well against righties. I get it, and that would I could I could get behind that, but there's not a platoon split, and there never was a platoon split for him. He could hit everybody. So, yeah. I mean, the problem isn't that Utley's exploited right now. The problem is that Utley is not good this year. And adding Chase Utley is a, a typical, would be a typical Bill Stoneman move. To yeah, bring, okay. I to can bring, get behind
0: that, though. To bring
1: in Utley because of the name, to bring in Utley because of, you know, past pedigree, veteran presence, they would absolutely bring up the 2005 to 2010 numbers there would be no mention of well he hasn't been so great the last few years last year was good this year not so much no mention of it it would be because of past glory and
0: well really we're talking about 267 plate appearances this year 2004 4.5 14, 4.5 war 2013 3.9 2012 3.3 he only played 62 played appearances that, that season uh, what's his war this year? Uh, ne- negative 1.1 why, why you gotta bring up recent <laughs> stuff man <laughs> I had something going here actually this
1: is worst season ever I didn't know Bill Stumman was on this show <laughs>
0: Yeah, I patched him in. <laughs> that's I. I You got to let this one season ruin his career, huh? Is that where that's where you're going with this? I. Man, you're rough. I would. I would never. I think. I honestly
1: okay. felt that when he signed his extension with the Phillies, that it was a, a terrible career move for him. I wanted him to sign with, a, you know, the Rays or the A's or some team that would just stash him at DH and give him a few games here and there in the field to play, but extend his career hitting-wise. I would love to have seen that, because he had an, out, he has an outside chance at the
0: Hall of Fame-type numbers. Very outside. He just got a two-start, uh, too late of a start. Uh, this is the only season he's had a negative defensive value uh, by UZR. Uh, I wonder if injuries so, have anything to do with that. Sure, probably. <laughs> Man, you're stuck on this injured and old thing, and I'm telling you, while that's true, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, something, something other stuff. I, I, I don't know. I,
1: I, couldn't pull the trigger on it.
0: He had in his rehab at AAA a 25 percent walk rate in his four plate appearances. You're just. Willing to overlook those numbers?
1: Oh. You know how many walks he has since coming back off the DL? You know, I prefer not to talk about that. <laughs> None. He's got a zero walk rate in the last five games. He's warming only, up, man. He's only, warming up. He's saving his best for the which, Angels. Only four of which he started. Oh, man. You
0: kill him he, has a,
1: thing. he has an OBP below his batting average since coming back.
0: It's one of my favorite stats when that happens. I love that one. Ah, It's like those years of Mark Reynolds coming so close to hitting 30 home runs and having a negative war. It's just, you only get to it's like a meteor shower. It just happens every so often. Soak it in, man.
1: I will always love the MTD and Utley tagline. I will forever love that tagline. It from, was...
0: our, from our good friend Durwood, there was a... Uh, Utley and MTD sitting in a tree tag that was used quite frequently. Always. I've used it a couple times, and I will yeah. forever
1: love it, and I will forever hope that Chase Utley gets the his due respect in retirement, but I don't want to see him get
0: suiting up for the Angels. Met him and Trout on the same team. Uh, you just, you're not listening to me.
1: 2010 2009 Utley plus Trout would be fantastic. But my DeLorean is in the shop. flux capacitor? I forgot to hit my head on the toilet
0: correctly. Man, 2008, 2009, those are some good years. Anyway. Alright, so what's your solution? My solution? I said don't I mean, trade. I said Utley's don't trade at not all. <laughs> ex- not exactly the solution, but yeah, there's not a lot you can do. Um... Uh, Unless they do something totally stupid, I'm sure plenty of people within contracts are gonna uh, clear waivers. I don't know. What do you think? Some more I, it's, pen arms, or do you think they do anything, or just kind of stand pat with this? And
1: I say, I say they stand pat the rest of the way. And to be honest, I thought they should have stood pat at the deadline. I mean, the moves they made
0: didn't cost them anything. They didn't cost them anything, and they were smart moves. They shot.
1: Were? They weren't they weren't crap moves I mean you if it's Shane Victorino on its face by itself that's a terrible move but Shane Victorino and David Murphy on the on the opposite end of, of the spectrum not a bad move David used to come into platoon with CJ Krohn shouldn't have been a bad move Connor Gillespie's death death not a bad idea especially with David freeze going down with the broken finger um, but they're just they're not working and the, the you know I mean you can only throw so many band-aids on bullet wounds before they work before you go this probably needs surgery and and the surgery i think
0: that's a a good analogy
1: yeah the surgery would have been you know and matt joyce it's probably it it shouldn't have been as spectacular a failure as it was unfortunately it's a spectacular failure so i mean there's they're throwing shit at walls, hoping it's gonna stick. Some nights it clicks, most nights it doesn't. And when you, I, there's really nothing else out there to get. I mean, they don't have a bad bullpen either. It's, it's certain members of the bullpen. When Morin is in, it's like, oh, there goes the game. When Cam Camber- yeah. in, it's oh, there goes the game. I mean, but when you've I've, you've got, uh, Trevor Gott doing well, Joe Smith is doing you know, anonymous things, H- Houston Street won't pitch in non-closer roles, but he's still a good, you know, closer. You have a good bullpen. You have a solid rotation, not an excellent rotation, but you do have a a decent, solid rotation there. And a lineup that should produce runs, something's just, it's not, it's, it's like it's weird. There's, but there's nothing to bring in that's available on the market that would be worth even the warm body that's worth nothing going in return it's you I mean we it's ride or die for this season and if we make it into the postseason bonus if they do anything past a wild card game which it seems like that's might be where it's going to go as a wild card game if they get anywhere unless they get hot then great so much the better but I mean, they've been decidedly mediocre, they've been decidedly excellent, and they've been decidedly terrible this year. Which Angels team they're going to be here on out is anybody's guess.
0: Okay, so we have a couple of minutes left. Let's look forward to a uh, hypothetical playoff situation here. If they can't catch and pass the Astros right now... I believe they'd be playing the Yankees in New York in the wild card game.
1: I'm totally okay with that, so long as Jared Weaver's not pitching.
0: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> not a great environment for that family. Not at uh, all. <laughs> so uh, that's not a ter- Like, you don't hate that scenario. There's no. a good shot you can win that game. The Yankees don't exactly have an ace to throw out against, you know, Richards or or whomever the uh, the Angels throw out that day. Uh, now past that, it it gets pretty ugly because there there just aren't the the arms to match up with the the other guys that are. Well, Kansas City doesn't really have a dominant rotation; they just have but, a shut down bullpen. Yeah, so you know if. If it's at the Yankees, you kind of feel okay about that. Um, yeah, if, if if something weird happens in uh, in the American League East, and all of a sudden you're going to Toronto, or even if Toronto's coming to Anaheim, uh, that doesn't look great anymore.
1: No, because it's the type of pitching staff they have is they're gonna get lit up in Toronto. Yeah. Is what's going to happen with that. They're going to get smoked in Toronto. And, uh, if, but if, um, I, it's, uh, uh, they can't seem to handle the Astros ever. Ever since the Astros came to the AL West, they can't handle them. So, and there's no, well, they're in the same division, so they can't play a division series together kind of thing. Um, so, I mean, it's, the whole thing is, if they get to the wild card game, but yeah, they don't match up well with really
0: anybody, which is
1: difficult to say.
0: And it's uh, you know they're not it's it's not just the Yankees either because Tampa Bay is now only uh, two games back. Well before tonight's action, and they have a legit ace and Archer. Uh, Baltimore is two and a half back. Uh, no one. Terrifies you in, in that rotation. Then Minnesota and Texas, man, they, they keep hanging around. Uh, Hamill's got pushed back, I think, uh, but they at least have have an ace option, you yeah, know, because that's that's what you're looking at for the the wild card game. And then you're burning your best pitcher too going into uh, into the next round. Well, like we said before, with the Angels' rotation
1: there's not really much separation from best pitcher to worst pitcher right so if you've got like you said the Yankees and Orioles would be a good bet after that that's tough really tough and then even going further in the postseason it doesn't look pretty so I guess we'll see
0: all right, well let's uh, let's leave this show on a happier note after depressing ourselves over the wild card standings. <laughs> uh, you have anything uh, coming up on monkeys with the Halo? Um,
1: mostly just takeaways, takeaways and previews. I did want to write about this trout slump, so I'll see if I can dive. I might even actually with us talking about trout, I think I might dive headlong into the Albert Pool slump. And see what's going on, if there's anything there.
0: All right, any, any specific games you're looking forward to coming up? Anybody you're looking forward to seeing in September as a call-up?
1: Boy, would it be fun to see Caleb Coward get called up.
0: Boy, I mean, it would be interesting. It would be. Because
1: Kyle Kibitza is not impressing anybody.
0: Yeah, he he hasn't done much. And uh, freezes. freezes. Certainly gone at the end of the season.
1: And as Ederhold said, as Nate said uh, earlier or a couple of weeks ago, Cowart's not just exploiting the high altitudes of the Salt Lake, or the PCL. He's also hitting well, exceptionally well at the sea level altitudes in that league. So he's hitting everywhere.
0: Well, the... Uh... The Bees will be coming into town the last four days of August uh, to play the Zephyrs, so I will be going to a couple of those games. You have the Valentines that I sent you for Coward, right? Yeah, I'm definitely going to try and get him to be my new best friend. I'm sorry. Maybe he can be our new best friend. Uh, yeah, our would be nice. Yours yeah. would be, uh, <laughs> that would be, you know, infidelity. I'll, I'll I'll see what I, I'll see what I can do, uh, but I'm going to try and hit a couple of those games for sure. Um, oh, you did mention something. Uh, you said uh, Taylor Lindsay got DFA'd the other day.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah, he did. He, well, he got DFA'd off the forty-man roster uh, to make room for a roster move that the San Diego Padres made. But the the thing is, he could easily be placed back in their minor league system, just not in the forty-man. So, uh, all right. We'll see how that goes for Taylor Lindsey, because I thought he was going to be a stud second baseman.
0: I did, too. Uh, When the the Padres' Tripe came uh, into New Orleans, he was out with an ankle injury. But the game I went to, he did come out sporting a batting helmet with uh, water bottle holders taped to the side of it that they made him wear for the entire game Uh, with the straws coming to his mouth. Hey, you gotta stay hydrated, man. It gets you humid, do. like you said. It's, it gets humid in New Orleans. Gotta stay hydrated, but uh, apparently a good sport. He won't sign any autographs, but he was uh, de- he definitely wore the ridiculous helmet all game. So he at least gets uh, comedic points. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, but other than that, uh, I don't know. It doesn't look good, I, but it wouldn't be the first time that a prospect fell flat on their face.
0: No, I'm, uh, we've never found out what Brandon Wood's doing, huh?
1: Uh, currently, I think the Azale Padres are like in fourth
0: place. Hmm.
1: So it looks like okay. he sucks at that, too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the poor guy. I mean, at, at this point, it's getting hard to hire him as a finisher for a kid's pinata birthday party. Someone tweeted today career
1: games with three plus strikeouts in a game. And it was. And Albert Pools was second. Bryce Harper was first. And third was another player who's only been in the league for a few seasons. And my response was um, that I demand a recount as to why Brandon Wood did not make this list.
0: Mm. Yeah, I, I blame a lot of it on myself. I will I will fall on the sword for that one. His Last season with the Angels, when I really had the hope that it was going to be the breakout, I spent the $30 to sponsor his baseball reference page. And uh, that was was it. The writing was on the wall. You heard it here first, Angel fans. Sorry, Brandon.
1: It's MJ's fault. Get your pitchforks and your torches ready.
0: You can stay in my basement if you need somewhere to live. I have a restaurant league wiffle ball team. He's going
1: to be selling cars eventually.
0: Yeah. For C.J. Wilson. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, on that note, we will see you guys (laughs) next week. Uh, Hopefully, there will be some more W's in the win column. Uh, They play Kansas City, Tomorrow and Sunday afternoon, I believe. Yes,
1: four games set in KC.
0: Yep. So we'll see how they hold up against them, and then uh, and we'll we'll just uh, keep our fingers crossed for that Utley trade, or at least one of us will. Yeah, you you will. <laughs> I got the voodoo doll, remember? Ah, that's right. Hey, that's only meant to be used for good,
1: so said it wouldn't be good if Ollie wasn't traded to the Angels.
0: Ah, he got me. <laughs> ah, On a it is. <laughs> All right, thanks for About listening, everybody. <laughs> we'll see you next week.